Hi, and thanks for tuning in to Organic Matters this week. Then we're going to start out talking about some foods that I, uh, let's just even say food stories that I think about that doesn't often come up. And I want to do kind of a myth and truth, things that I have been told or have learned to just think is true and found out they're always just toss expired food. If it's beyond the expiration date, throw it away. The truth, expiration dates don't mean what you think they really do. Understanding what the label really means will help you to decide. Most Americans are needlessly tossing our packaged foods out, not because the food has gone bad, but because they take the date stamped on it far too literally. Many people wrongly believe that food product dates, often prefaced by best buy or sell by, are federal, regulated, and indicate the point after which the food is no longer safe to eat. Neither is true. Labeling decisions are made voluntarily by food companies and are meant to help customers determine how fresh food is. That's according, incidentally, to the USDA. In one 2019 study, the newest one I could find, it was published in the Journal of Waste Management. Researchers surveyed more than a thousand people about the phrases and dates on their food packages. And an unbelievable 84% said they throw out food if it's out of date, at least occasionally, if not most of the time. The study shows not only that consumers widely misunderstand current labels, but also that misunderstanding and misplaced trust in the labels lead to excess reported discards. Here's what you need to know about food labels and what to toss and when. The words best buy or best used by refers to when a food is at its peak flavor or quality. Sell by indicates how long a store should sell or display a product for inventory management reasons. And finally, use by date is the last recommended day that a product can be eaten at peak quality. These are all dates of quality and freshness, not of safety. Listen to that. This is not a safety situation. Yet in the waste management study, over 42% of the people thought used by referred to safety and 20% thought the same of the words sell by. In an attempt to clear up confusion, some industry groups, including the Grocery Management and Manufacturers Association and the Food Marketing Institute, are pushing to narrow the list of food date labels to only two options. Best if used by, which would relate to freshness and quality, and used by, which would refer to the last safe day to eat highly perishable foods. While some food companies now voluntarily follow this two-date system, as far as the federal government's concerned, no date that's stamped on the package refers anything to the safety of that particular product. In general, there's no reason to trash something just because the date printed on the package has come and gone. If the date passes during home storage, a product should still be safe and wholesome if handled properly until the time of spoilage is becoming pretty evident. Instead, use your senses. Spoilage bacteria will typically produce a noticeable change in the odor, flavor, or texture. If none of these have developed, it's probably safe to keep your food. You can help protect yourself from bacteria that cause foodborne illnesses like E. coli and salmonella by cooking or reheating food 
to whatever the USDA recommended temperature is. The only product with a true firm use-by date is infant formula. Otherwise, you can usually trust your gut over the package date almost every time. And a little hint from me here. Freezing excess food like meat and bread is a great way to cut down on the waste. If you know you're likely not going to use all of something, freeze it sooner rather than later. Anything that's frozen will not spoil no matter when you freeze it. But the longer you wait to freeze an item, the less the freshness and quality is probably going to be. When you defrost it, frozen food should stay safe indefinitely, but its quality will certainly degrade over time in many cases. When it's time to defrost, the safest way to do it is by placing food in the refrigerator until it thaws, rather than leaving it out on the counter. There's also a cold water method that I use. It's, pro- it's safe. Some people say it lowers a bit uh, the quality of some foods that you put under running water in a bag that doesn't let the water in it. It just it just speeds up the thawing. Uh, others say it. you probably won't be able to tell the difference in the quality or the taste of that particular product. In theory, shelf-stable foods like pastas, snack foods, canned goods, baking products, oh, jerky and that kind of stuff, really do almost last indefinitely. But that doesn't mean they'll taste as they should forever. It means they will be safe pretty much indefinitely. However, for freshness and quality, it depends on what the product is. Unopened canned goods, for instance, may be unaffected for years as long as the packaging is intact. While dried foods like pasta may get stale or change flavor slightly if kept over long periods, but it's still perfectly safe to eat. Another question that's come up to me several times is how long can you keep leftovers, things you've already worked on? You should be able to see, smell, or taste, folks, when cooked food has spoiled. But if you want sort of a rule, the rule seems to be from the uh, the government people I've followed, eh, you can keep leftovers without any problem of almost any kind, but need to probably go ahead and pass them on after about four days if you have to have a date. Spoilage bacteria does grow in a refrigerator, so even properly stored leftover food that goes too long just won't last forever. So by all means, in general, do be aware of what your product dates are and things, but don't, don't, be, uh, don't be startled by them. Don't be afraid of them. They're, they're, they're more for turning over merchandise. They're more for, in some ways, and I hate to say this, it doesn't say it in this article, but I know, they, it's kind of like putting expiration on an aspirin. It'll last far longer in that jar than it says on the jar. It's to turn over the food so they can sell you more. Folks, they are in the business of making money. But in general, if it looks good, smells good, tastes good, it's probably certainly not harmful to you and pretty much as good for you as it would have been when it was fresher. But just not quite the same quality, so keep that in mind. Now just a quickie kind of off the subject, but it's not, but it fits my life and I'll explain that. The myth is wine is better for you than beer. And first up, I'm going to tell you, I've always thought that. I've, my choice for, for wine is red wine, which is supposedly better than whites. And supposedly it's got some health benefits, provides, of course, you don't abuse it. Unfortunately, in the study, I found the opposite may very well be true. 
Good news for you guys that are beer drinkers. Studies suggest that tipping a pint may have the same effects as sipping one glass of wine. This whole concept started decades ago when researchers noticed that French people, despite typically eating a diet with lots of food containing saturated fats and cholesterols and other things, had lower than expected rates of heart disease or early death. Some called this phenomenon uh, the words French paradox. And they went to work figuring out an explanation. Well, wine emerged as the prime candidate. It seems that moderate wine consumption is a component of traditional Mediterranean diets, which research associates with lower rates of disease and mortality. A 1992 study in The Lancet, a really good magazine that's peer-reviewed and very, very reliable, they found evidence that drinking wine and other types of alcohol could prevent or reduce arterial blockages in many people. Other research from around that time found that people who drank wine as opposed to beer had lower mortality rates. Later work, though, zeroed in on a group of compounds found in grapes called polyphenols, resveratrol is the magic word in particular, as the likeliest source of wine's ostensible health benefit. Red wine, more than white, is packed with more resveratrol, and the belief that red wine is healthier than other alcoholic beverages just kind of really took root, just kind of took hold then. However, it may be that beer kind of got a bad rap. A 2006 study of grocery store purchases in Denmark, don't ask me why it was there, found that people who bought wine also tended to buy more fruits, vegetables, and other healthy foods than people who drank beer. Strange. This story led to experts to speculate that the average wine drinker may eat more healthfully than the average beer drinker, which eh, could explain away many of the health perks linked only to the wine at the time. More recent research that controlled for diet and other lifestyle variables concluded that drinking moderate amounts of beer, roughly one or so for a woman, two average beers for a man, offers probably the same heart health benefits as drinking a normal glass or two of wine. Meanwhile, studies have found that cheese and some other sources of saturated fat and cholesterol may not independently raise a person's risk for heart disease and premature death. That's what they used to think. That undercuts the French paradox phenomenon that propelled wine to health stardom back in the first place 20, 25 years ago. Interestingly enough, in this study, they found out that craft beer, now what's craft? These, you know, there's a lot of craft beer places popping up everywhere, and we're not talking here about Budweiser and Lone Star. We're talking about true crafted beers. Actually, are similar, and in a few cases were shown to have at least as good an effect or better than wine itself. So, so there's a lot of research now that's found lower moderate alcohol consumption is associated with better health outcomes. While it's still possible that one type of alcohol will turn out to be healthier than another, they're always studying this stuff, it's just too early to crown a champ right now. Who's the winner? I don't know. But for those of you who prefer beer to wine, there's no reason to dump your beloved suds. And as an aside, I even, although I do try to drink as much red wine as if I want to drink, I also try to buy it organically as often as possible. Just some questions about nitrates, and some people have a 
problems with him, some don't. I don't think I do, but I just, you know, I kind of get around him if I can. One, and I'm not out to advertise anything for anybody, but one of the wines that I found that's reasonable in price, but is definitely grown organically, the family is really dedicated to it, is called Bonterra, B-O-N-T-E-R-R-A. And it's a few more dollars a bottle, but it makes, you know, I'm doing this two reasons. I enjoy drinking the wine and I enjoy the concept of having it with my meals. Number one and number two, I am thinking that if you don't uh, abuse it, it's probably uh, healthy for you, at least to some degree. So anyway, that's my, uh, my food section of organic matters for this week. Hope you uh, enjoyed it. If you have any questions, you can always come to me at natureapproved at yahoo.com. Thanks for staying tuned. Organic Matters.